This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook. And you, you think this stadium, SoFi Stadium, is amazing. It's probably the best in the world. You're going to love my next guest, the incredible Emily Ford. She is a speaker. She is an author. She is a host of the It Factor podcast. Welcome to my podcast, The Playbook. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here with you. Oh, the honor is all mine. But I have to talk about the It Factor to start. Let's do it. And my mentor was actually my aunt. And my aunt was an entrepreneur who became a multimillionaire in New York City. She was a teacher and took kids on summer trips to Europe and figured out that kids needed credit cards instead of American Express traveler's check. Uh And somehow sold her way into American Express and created college credit cards that were co-signed we have today, right? Right. And made millions and millions of dollars. And so I wanted her to teach me to be a mentor and she told me one thing that was amazing she said i can't teach everyone to be a successful entrepreneur mm. unless they have something called the it factor uh-huh. and she said you're my godson and i just have to tell you this i'm not biased she said but you have it it yeah. and i went years believing that i had it Mm-hmm. but didn't know what it was yeah right I, it just seemed like it was something i had that yeah. was going to be it what is the it factor mm. that has allowed you to have so much passion purpose and profitability mm, in your life that's so good and i love love helping people extract their it factor find their it factor because some people are born, right? They're born with charisma. They're born with having the gift of leadership. But I truly believe that all people have an it. They just have to find it and extract it and be bold enough to lean into it. But for me, it was almost 14 years ago when I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor in Minnesota. And I was working so hard. I was raised by a single mom and I knew how to hustle. I knew how to work hard, but I didn't know how to create wealth or really even to lean into my zone of genius. And so what I realized, I had the gift of leadership and I had the gift of making relationships. So how can I turn that into a business and build sales teams? So I really leaned into that of just leading others and showing them the way. And within the context, there's something important that you pointed out. And I'll I'll use an analogy to football. We can take it somewhere else. But there's an old saying, I represented a lot of the world's best quarterbacks. And that's the face of the team. Right. There's a saying in quarterbacks is that your skills and your knowledge of being a quarterback are your basement. Mm. But your desire is your potential. That's right. And I've taken this to understand something that's always frustrated me about open faith is that we tell a lot of people you can be whatever it is you want to be right you can achieve whatever and i believe that's true if you believe in infinite time meaning many many lifetimes right that you could start this lifetime like even me at five foot seven if i wanted to be lebron james the best basketball player ever yeah i could do it just not in this lifetime because i have a very low basement when it comes to skills knowledge and in desire for mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but you talked about something that was really interesting to me, finding your it. Mm-hmm. And would it be fair to say that part of finding your it is knowing where your highest basements are mm. so that if everyone focuses their attention and intention on basement and use their desire to achieve their potential, you're best off finding the highest basement yeah. to get the most out of it. So how do we find 
because you helped so many people find it, mm -hmm. highest basement. Oh, that, that's so good. Yeah, first of all, I want to just strip limiting beliefs and get people to realize, number one, that they are uniquely and divinely created. There's no other you. Right. There's no other you. I mean, think about that. You are knitted together in your mother's womb. And so that's that's facts, yeah, right? You are literally a thumbprint. Yeah. So getting people to like, let's just stop the comparison. It's good to have people that we look up to and admire. But hold on a minute. There's only you. And number two, all the experiences in your life, like God has already laid them out. He already knows what's going to happen, everything. So your experiences are happening for you, not to you. So leaning into what experiences in life have shaped you. So I like to look at those two fundamental things. But then I like to dive deep and be like, what are what what's the things that light you up like genuinely like you could spend hours doing it right like last night i was up at midnight reading studying getting better and i had to tell my partner i'm like i i need to go to bed because i'm gonna see dave melcher in the morning but i'm so hungry to get better i get lost in human psychology i get lost in figuring out how to help another human being so that's obviously something that I should do, right? So I like to have people look at that. Is it art? Is it creatives? Is, is it, you know, drawing maybe? Is it, maybe they have the gift of um, management. Do they like organizing things? So extracting all that kind of stuff, right? And then looking at life experiences as well, because that helps shape who you are. And, and then from there, looking at like making that a brand. So that's typically what I do. It's so interesting, the last component, because it's so important, uh, even for someone that's more um, experienced with 35 years of business experience, where I built brands for athletes, celebrities, and entertainers, mm. and never thought that building a brand for self would ever be a component of my life. Wow. And I think that today, the exact opposite has occurred, that it's more important for those that don't sit in front of millions of people playing football right to build a brand than 100%. it is for the person that's playing football in front of millions 100%. of people where, where do you see people uh limiting themselves when it comes to building their own brand mm. because there's a lot of resistance even from an open-minded yeah. open-hearted and yeah. open-handed you know experienced person yeah. when gary vaynerchuk told me to build my own brand and start my own podcast mm -hmm. i was resistant right why do you think it is that so many people are so resistant to that last component uh, of building a brand. Yeah, I think there's a couple different things. I mean, you've got your outward people like me who they, we want to speak, we want to share. But then you look at people that they're more behind the scenes. They've built businesses. They've led teams, right? They've been teachers. And those are actually the people that we want to learn from because someone like yourself, thank God you're doing what you're doing because you have a wealth of knowledge to teach people like me, right? And so I look at building a personal brand as an asset. I was talking to a pastor the other day and he's like, Hey, I don't want to be like about, about the selfie. I want to, I want to be outward, you know? And I'm like, no, like you need to put yourself out in service to others. 
and this brand is an asset because if this church closes, if your mission closes, like I, what I've done in the last decade is just done nothing but put myself out, give value, no matter what happens, new business deals, speaking opportunities, I'm, I'm good because I've built the brand. I look at it as an asset and I think people are just in their heads, really truly, and they don't realize that they have a lot that they can share. And that's why they need to find what they're actually gifted in so they can then extract that and share it out to the world. Do you think they worry about what other people think? A hundred percent. And have you had that difficulty or have you always been more of a free spirit of I'm going to be me and hate me for who I am or then love me for who I'm not? I've always been kind of a free spirit, but I had to learn that the hard way of like, I was a good athlete in volleyball and stuff, but I wasn't that great at school. And my, my siblings are. And so I had to learn like, gosh, what makes me special at a young age? And I didn't have a father and I grew up by myself a lot in a, in a toxic upbringing. So, you know, I believe, again, everything happens to you and not for you, right? Um, but I learned through business and in being in business of sales, like it's for some people, but it's not for everybody. And, you know, service is a gift. And service is always related to faith. Amen. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. you and I both share great faith. Mine, I try and always try to simplify and bond faith between everyone without mm-hmm. separating it. So my latest and greatest way of articulating faith is I believe in something bigger than me. Yeah. That's omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing. That's That good. loves me more than my mom. So I'm always protected and promoted. That's so good. With the concept of faith, though, you talked about things happening to you or things happening for you, but we haven't really talked about a philosophy I know that you share, which is things happening through you. Mm. And I'm on a big campaign. I'm not a big influencer creating dis-ease and glue. I'm an influencer. I, I want to create this. the flow. Flow. And I see you as an influencer. Yeah. How do you empower people with the flow to be able to mm. be able to allow life to come through you for others? That's mm, so beautiful. I even just get calm as you talk about it because <laughs> I once always wasn't like that. I wanted to force, oh man, I wanted to force things. I wanted to prove myself. And the closer I get to our creator, I just feel like the more I trust and I have freedom like and what i mean by that is like we both have very aggressive schedules right and like activities activities (laughs) yeah and like there's so much freedom in 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 just trusting and not living in fear and living in love and and really focusing on something so much greater than ourselves which is our relationship with our creator and then how can we be the vessel i honestly look at myself as just like i'm a little messenger of hope you know yeah. and when i live that way it's like i have more energy more clarity more courage and it's not all about me and i live in flow and i just constantly throughout the day like i was on uh, a interview yesterday and i was telling the person like all day long i'm just talking to god like I'm just asking for courage. I'm just asking for wisdom, like guide my, guide my footsteps and, and speak to me and through me and just use me as a vessel. And I truly believe like greatness comes out of me when I live in my heart and not in my head. And that is a big secret to, I think a lot of people that live with an ease and a higher standard of, of excellence really. 
It's so funny because I just had a meeting earlier with my aggressive active schedule. Um, <laughs> I'm building a brand that was inspired by the Psycho Bunny. I, I, was I love the it. Economy of a Psycho Bunny. Yes. Like the most cuddly, soft character being crazy it was funny. But I consider myself and you, by the way, ferocious Buddhas. And there's this ferocious, aggressive, active uh, personality trait. Uh-huh. But reconciled into this calm ease of faith. Oh, I love that. Uh, and so to that end, though, one of the difficulties that people have is attaching their emotions to an mm. outcome. Oh, yeah. I'll be happy when. Yeah. Right. I put a time limit on things. And these little constructs create resistance uh, and make things more difficult. 100%. I would think it's a big part of your teaching, of your mentorship, to help people, number one, understand how you can be super aggressive and not attached to an outcome, mm -hmm. but still be super aggressive. Yeah. Because they think of it as goals or milestones and they get so confused, it's counterintuitive. When I tell them, no, 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 I, I don't have an outcome, I have a trajectory. Yeah. How best do you empower people with this counterintuitive thought of being able to detach your emotions from an outcome versus having goals or milestones or trajectories in your life. Mm, yeah, it's about the journey, not the destination. And truly, I learned this the hard way with being so fixated on a goal at a young age. I'm like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to show everybody. <laughs> and I just a single mom. Oh, right? Totally. I put my head <laughs> down and then I got there and I'm like, what is this? Got a Bentley. What is this? Got Empty. a second. What is this? Empty so empty yeah literally i booked a trip to africa i went to uganda and helped fund a school and that changed everything for me and as dramatic as it sounds it's like i needed to like completely go to a third world country and look in the eyes of these little kids and realize what am i doing and why am i doing it like, am I doing it for accolades? Am I doing it for recognition? And that is what I craved as a young girl because I just wanted to be seen. And then I realized, no, like this is about the journey and how far can I go? And, and I really like when I saw these kids and I saw the impact just a little bit of money can do, like seriously, I'm like, game on. Nice. Like, like let's live full out and, and let's live a life of fulfillment. And what does that even look like? And I realized that I needed to have richer relationships that were actually had depth and actually had an equal energy exchange. And I needed to spend more time on things that were gonna feed my soul instead of my ego. And so I learned that, you know, through, through growing and then flatlining and then declining and all of it. Um, but I truly feel like if you have that mindset of like, I just wanna serve, I wanna be excellent. And I'm just so interested to see how much better I can get every day like, it's just kind of a little thing with myself. Like, how much better can I be today than I was yesterday? It's like, life is fun. Oh, it's amazing. And yeah. you remind me of Paul Allen uh, from Microsoft, who okay. is a young person, mentored me. And I had just become very wealthy, and I was always talking about money. And Paul Allen shared with me a story. He said, Dave, he goes, you know, I made all this money at Microsoft. I wasn't happy. So mm -hmm. I bought more things and I wasn't happy. I bought different things and I wasn't happy. And I bought more different things and I wasn't happy. And then I went to the Middle East 
and delivered wheelchairs. Uh, and one of the wheelchairs that I delivered was to a mom that had never left the hospital bed. Yeah. And we put her in a wheelchair. Sorry, I get choked up. No. <laughs> but he tells me the story. He goes, and he put her in the wheelchair and pushed her. And this four-year-old boy came running up crying. And he's like, thank you so much. My mom's never been out of that bed. Wow. I've never seen my mom out of bed. Thank you so much. And he said, Dave, I was happy. And when I turned older and I went through my own transformation, one of the first stories that I thought about when I started building communities in Africa was, wow, I'm happy. Yeah, amen. Right? So beautiful. I had everything that Paul Allen had. Uh, and it's amazing when you told your story, I got choked up thinking about the same exact feeling. I could see that transformation that we, Ugh. not that money's not important. It, it absolutely right. allows us to shop. 100%. But if we shop for the right things, we're going to be happy. That's right. And in order to do it, we have to find our it. Mm-hmm. What I love most about what you're doing is very few people have simplified a process to help so many people not only find their it but utilize amplify and perpetuate their it to empower other people yeah. to liberate their own it their own light and emily ford you are a light at this humongous stadium you have enough energy to light up the national championship game <laughs> and i just want to tell you thank you for joining me thank you and i can't wait to do more with you i know the incredible emily ford if you're interested in finding your it it's the it factor check out the podcast check her out follow her there's so many things that we can learn from each other this is david melcher from the world's greatest stadium with the world's greatest people here on entrepreneurs the playbook so good thank you you move move me oh you move me thank you you're so beautiful